Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. This show is for socially conscious leaders, entrepreneurs, CEO founders that have found success, but they yet they don't have the ideal life that they would like. And what we're going to do is bring in concepts and systems so that we can increase business with millions of additional revenue while lowering our work hours, ideally below 40 hours a week. We call this more business, more life. And it's an and, not an or. We don't have to have either or. We can actually systemize this to have both. And those are the concepts we're going to come with each episode. Sometimes we might talk a little bit more about business, sometimes more life, most of the time, both. (laughs) So welcome to the show. Welcome to More Business, More Live podcast. And we are going to talk about energy. How do we find more energy? How do we have more energy on a regular basis? And how do we notice when it's getting depleted? When should we give more energy? When should we build more energy back up so that we can be most efficient and have the best life possible? And we're going to give a whole bunch of tips, some big ones, some small ones, some things you can take into your life right now and start having more energy so that you can achieve more of the things that you want that matter the most. Often we think that time is the most valuable thing and, and it is valuable. We're not denying that, you know, we all, you know, want to make the most out of our time. And one of the ways to do that, what, what we really know now, like I said, often people think it's time, but really what I found is that it's energy and really think about that for a moment. If you have all the time in the world and you don't have any energy, then what value is that time? So if you think about it in that way, then energy is more important, right? Because if we, even if we have less time, but we have more energy, then we can enjoy that time more, right? I mean, just by the way that you would, you would think about it. So what are the ways that we can have more energy? There are ways, right? There are, there are ways that we could take care of ourselves, right? So our, our mindfulness comes into play. Our nutrition comes into play our movement or exercise, all these things that help take care of us, which then helps increase our battery, if you will. Like if you think about yourself as a battery, we all have so much energy in any given day. And even if you want to go all the way in every given lifetime, right? So there's only so much energy. And, you know, sometimes there are, we, we know, I know particularly like in my father's life, we can see how his body was affected by the years of labor and work that he put his body through. And even in my own life, uh, I can tell you the times that I got sick was when the times I was abusing my body. And then your energy goes to the point where you can't get out of bed. There's enough evidence. I think we can all agree that this is true. And I'm sure we've all experienced that at different times in our life. And so then if we want to enjoy more time, then we should focus on increasing our energy in good ways so that no, I'm not saying go use as much drugs to increase your energy or even drink loads of caffeine. I'll be one, like whatever you want to call your drug or choice, the caffeine, sugar, all these things can get us, you know, high in a way, like on an upper and I'll be one. I, I used to live off caffeine, wake up in the morning, big pot. I'd be the person with the thermos in their car. And I'm not saying, hey, you're wrong. I'm not saying that. There's not a wrong or right in here. It's just what could be. What could be? I did that. I did that for many years. And, and in some ways, you could say it worked. 
But then I was grumpy at the end of the day. And I didn't really realize, I denied it. I didn't really realize until like I stopped having that huge caffeine intake. And then I noticed that my mood swings, you know, reduced and even went away. You know, I, I remember when I go back to college, one of my first psychology classes, the teacher is talking about substances, different drugs. And this is like, you know, street drugs and pharmaceutical drugs and how they altered the brain. And what they did and what things they get almost to the point I'm sitting there as a young college student saying, oh my gosh, this is like superpower. So I like went right up and I was like, why won't more people take these drugs? I mean, you're talking about like becoming superhuman like that. Oh, this does this. And, and then he's, and then he said, oh, thank you for bringing this up because what I failed to say in class, I, I ran out of time is that with every up, there's a down. And so the reason that we as humans don't take these things is because then it will ultimately be our own kryptonite you know yeah you could be superman for a moment but then what will happen after and the recoil and so then so what i'm saying all this now to kick us off for today's conversation because i'm not talking about i you know i just want to be clear we're not talking about extreme energy because anything that goes really extreme it goes really down you know, and that's why the worst drugs are the hardest to kick, right? That's why, luckily, I've never touched some of those those chemicals, and I'm so glad. I mean, I've already been a guy full of energy, so when anybody ever offered me any of those kind of drugs, uh, I thought, man, I'm going to run through a wall if I were to do those things, and, you know, and, and I just avoided it, but I saw people in my life. I've, I've seen people that we're having a good time at parties and then they crash so hard and it hurts so bad that you, I'm not trying to get too big on addiction here, but because we are talking about energy, I want to be really clear that when you go really high, you end up going really low. And when the low is so low that it hurts, then this is where people get stuck on heroin, meth and all these things, because it's just literally so painful. You might feel like you're dying. And the only way to not die is to get more. And in some ways, that's there's other things in our life that are like that. So I think, you know, many of us that are driven, what do you call it? Like ambitious people, we're probably, we, we probably all, most of us have addictive personalities. And luckily I never got addicted to any of those substances. I got addicted to business or even like achievement. I mean, all these things. And then ultimately there's a sacrifice because when you pour so much in, there's going to be, again, with any extremes, so if you work an extreme amount of hours and I've done it, like sometimes when I was producing a TV show, I would work so many hours. And then I remember one time at the end of, finishing one of our shows and we were at the wrap and I was the last one to the wrap party. One of the last, there's a couple of us finishing the things. And, and so then I show up at the party, people are already partying and drinking. And I gave a toast to my, you know, my main team members that were right there. And, and then I had one sip and I fell over on a table, like face planted, boom, like just, and everyone, all the other crew members that weren't, didn't know that I just arrived. They thought I was like already here drinking and I got like drunk, but my body finally knew that we were done and it just collapsed. Right. So then again, these are all things to reflect on. How far do you push yourself? You know, cause I, I used to say sleep is for dead people. I used to say that. 
I used to think that. I used to say, I just got to keep driving, but there was always a cost. When I look back now, I hurt people, like hurt their feelings because I was, you know, rough around the edges because I didn't have time. I might have been, even if I didn't intend to be rude, I can look back in my life. And some people are close enough to me to tell me, hey, that hurt my feelings. Oh, wow. I wasn't even aware. Like, you know, I don't know if you've ever been so numb because you're so tired. You're not even paying attention to, to what you say and how you treat others. And so then that means we're at a depleted energy. So take it one step further. Now what's happening in our life when you're working that much, how are you actually being more efficient? Because if I can't even have the emotional intelligence or awareness to know how I'm treating others, what other part of my work is also being affected? I would say many. So in this, coming back full circle to the beginning of what I said, if we want to have more energy, we have to take care of ourselves first, our own mindfulness, our own nutrition. Because if you eat wrong, that's going to that's gonna be bad too. And then, and then our own energy as far as movement, like exercise and all those things. So these are just some kickoff thoughts. I know there's so much in that. I just like loaded us all up. Uh, I don't know. I got in a big ramble there, but it is, it's a big topic. Yeah, for sure. And there's so many things that we can jump off. It's almost kind of a continuation of a previous podcast we did. Like all the elements are there. And, and before we started this, you actually mentioned something. I just kind of want to put it out there. It like, I think, and correct me if I do these out of order. Uh, but energy for you is going to equal mind, mindset, nutrition, and and movement. And so the last podcast we talked about was we were more focused on, on sleep, not intentionally, but we just went really deep in sleep. So yeah, so this one, then, so mind, nutrition, and movement. And I know you're big into, into meditation. Obviously, it's helped you tremendously getting through Guillain-Barre syndrome and everything like that. How does it? For you, how does it correlate to giving you more energy when you when you start meditating or after meditation or or whatnot? In a way, it's that pro that Chinese proverb, slow down to go fast. Because what tends to happen is our mind runs, right? And we get all these ideas and things happen and you get emails and one of the kids bumps their knee or I don't know. Like, you know, if you have the if you have family, something happens in the household and uh, you break a glass in the kitchen, like all these things are energy, right? And then by coming back to meditation, it's like coming back to center. It's coming, it's letting, allowing a reset and then to allow the vibrations in our mind to slow down enough. Cause by the way, too, on a physical way on, in biology, our mind takes more energy than any other organ in our body. And you can look this up, like look up how many calories chess players burn. They found this because chess players were, were getting skinnier and losing weight at a tournament. And they're like, they're all, we're feeding them. They're all eating big meals and they're even eating more. And they're sitting there playing this game all day and they're burning more calories. Some, some of them, like I think it was three times a Super Bowl athlete. That's how much the mind works. So when you have a stressful day, or you're trying to solve something complex, you are sucking energy, right? Going back to that. And then going back to what you're asking, 
uh, Giovanni, when you meditate, for me, like when you can actually silence all the thoughts and calm yourself down through breath work, like through breathing, there's many different techniques, you know, find one that resonates with you, but you actually slow down and let the mind calm down and then you can actually focus. So then how do I use it, Giovanni? You're asking like, then, then I ask myself, okay, what's most important? So allowing for reset energetically, then we can reset our initiatives for the day. Like what is most important? Because part of that depletion in energy, then my wisdom goes down, right? My decision-making faculty goes down. And then I start making poor choices. I start working on tasks like checking email and things like that, that are not as meaningful. They're not producing as high of a result. And maybe like, have you ever found yourself so tired? You're like, you know, maybe I shouldn't do that big thing today. You know, or I'm writing a book, you know, I'm not going to write the next chapter today. I'm just not feeling it. If you actually were able to harness your energy through meditation and reset yourself, you'd probably get right back at it, is my opinion. And, and also my result. This is what's happened in my life. And so at the beginning of my meditation, I would just do it in the morning. But now I let myself do it more than that. I will do it in the morning to set my day off in a good way. And I like that. It starts my vibration. This is more even keel. And then, then if something happens, an episode, or I did a number of back-to-back -back calls, and then I want to do something creative, then I will meditate again. I was just on a call with a client yesterday, and they're studying for an exam. There's another certification that they, they need to have for the next level of their career. And they're starting to get to the part where it's taking like three hours to, to get through some content and practice for the exam. And so doing it in the morning doesn't work anymore because they would run out of time and then have to start doing, you know, answering phone calls and such. So then I shared with them to meditate. So like do your work, then at the end of the day, do a meditation to set yourself up into a relaxed fashion because studying was really hard at the end of the day because you already did all this work and now your brain feels like sloppy and, and like done. You're like, ah, like, oh, now I'm going to study. How's my retention going to be? And what I found in my own studies, it, like so, so sometimes I'll give a little time to read or, or I need to read something. Maybe I'm meeting with a client the next day and I need to read something that's very important. Then I will meditate and then read and my absorption goes up. Again, the, the, the productivity goes up, the energy goes up. So, and it does, and last thing, and then if you want it's something further from this, Giovanni, let me know, but it doesn't have to be long. Don't think that you have to meditate for like an hour to get a result like this. Sometimes as little as five minutes, I can reset my energy level just by taking like 10 deep breaths, focusing on my gratitude and just focus on what's going really well. And then focus on what I would like, and then let my mind, you know, and even sometimes ask myself, what's most important? Because sometimes you don't know, you have a laundry list of things to do. And so, you know, just ask yourself what's most important and then listen. Then, then you just get quiet. So then that's the rest of the meditation. Then listen and lo and behold, your instincts will speak to you, the universe, God, however you want to put it. But for me, like things come through me, not necessarily from me. And I hear that and I'm like, oh, that's what's most important. And I do it. And that has served me so well. Yeah, and I think it, it also, it makes you more self-aware. So when you say, you know, that mindfulness, when you stop and actually listen 
there's so many times when, at least when I start, I was not a person who meditated and you really brought that into my life. And I think it creates so much more self-awareness about, you know, how you're feeling, what you feel after you do something, before you do something. It it creates opportunities for me to at least take more short breaks. You know, like when I'm, if I'm having meetings and I have like a 20 minute call, I, you know, it's like, let's take 10 minutes and reset or you know, if I'm on the phone for an hour, it's like, take a break. When I was in corporate, though, you don't have a lot of those choices. You know, you have back-to-back-to-back meetings, and you're many times double booked. And so a lot of it has to do with, you know, just being able to really get control of your calendar and manage the stress so you can actually create the mindfulness that you want. I mean, it's, it's almost like you, you have to do that in order to get it, (laughs) but it's this reciprocal relationship where when you do it, it's just, you know, I mean, you just feel so much more energy throughout the day. Well, and let's pick on that for a second, Melissa, because there are probably many people listening, whether you're running a company, you're the CEO, you're an entrepreneur out there, maybe you have more than one company or in in a corporate environment like you're talking about, Melissa, where, you know, and I've heard this a lot, you know, I've never, I've guided and worked with corporations, but I've never been at that level in a corporation of the size that you've been a part of, Melissa and Stephanie. The thing you often hear about your calendar is not yours. Everyone has access to it and they put things on there. And and I've I've advised people that weren't the CEO to start taking that time, like blocking your calendar, like put a block on there. No one can have access to it. And then your productivity goes up and then everyone. And so at first, at first, people may be upset. Why are you not available? What's going on? And then you're like, I need that time. You know, you have to just like own it and be confident. And there is some kind of fear because you're like wondering, are the people that are that I'm reporting to going to be really mad? Uh, so you have to be aware what meetings are possible to not be a part of. But what I found, and I guess I wanted to hear maybe from you, Melissa, and you, Stephanie, is like when you do that, because I know we've talked about this, and I met both of you when you were in corporate, and then we, you know, and been there through the migration out. When you do that, you tend to have more productivity, and then people are looking at you like, "Wow, you, you, how are you doing better than us?" And the reason I bring this up is because. Many people will say, when I have time, I would love to meditate. That's a great idea, Melissa. But can you articulate like how you just had to own it? You just had to say, you know what? I'm doing it. And and there's like an all costs kind of thing. Like whatever you say, I'm taking this time and you're taking the best time. Like don't go miss like the biggest meeting that you're supposed to be at, but start owning the time because otherwise it will never come. You'll never get your time back unless you take it back. So I don't know if there's something you can add to what you just said, Melissa, and then Stephanie, if you want to jump in on this. I think that's absolutely right. I mean, I was one of those people that commuted for, you know, more than two hours each way and, you know, finding the extra, even, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes for meditation for me at first was like, you know, I don't, I mean, I'm working 18 hours a day almost. It's like, I can't, I can't get there, but But I found that just channeling the right activities 
And and really, you know, I did have to make some tough choices at times and just say, you know, I can't be there. I mean, I can only be in one place at one time. And, you know, quite frankly, there comes a point where, you know, especially when you have a team of people, you got to be able to delegate. And, you know, ideally you can delegate, you can maybe even meet with them later, figure out, you know, what the next plan of action is. But succession is all about having a team. And so for me, it was kind of like making an appointment with myself and and making it as important as meeting with, you know, the bet the person that I admire the most. It's like I would never you know, cancel a meeting on them because I want to hear what they have to say. I enjoy being around them. But we tend not to make ourselves a priority. And so it's like, oh, I don't have enough time for that. So I just cancel all of the things that I actually need to create more energy for myself. And then we wonder why we're dragged and, you know, overstressed and, you know, like, not eating right and all of those things because we're we're focusing our time on the wrong things we're not actually getting energy from the meetings it's draining us yeah. <laughs> in many cases and so you know it's like i i can't even remember what you told me steve at one of your workshops but it was kind of like eye opening i literally am getting chills right now because it was almost like you know I was so used to going to the meetings and, you know, trying to give direction and this, that, and the other. And you was, you said something and I can't remember what it was, but it was like being able to reverse that energy was like really powerful. So it was like, how can we gain energy as opposed to giving it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and really just then that comes back to how are we all going to work together in order to grow, we have to let go of these things because otherwise, if you hold on to everything, you're you're not going to, you can only do so much. You only have so much time. So that's why together, many hands make light work and we can all go farther to the African proverb that we all love so much. If you want to go quickly, go alone. And if you want to go far, go together. And many of us are trying to go far and quick. And then it's like really, really hard. And I think that you actually do get there quicker when it's really big. You get there quicker when you have, because that goes back to the many hands making light work. So I think when you put all of that on yourself and ultimately, you know, this is a little bit of the tortoise and the hare story too. If we're all running around like, like the hare and then you just get exhausted and then the turtle wins because they're just slow and steady, but they get there. And so we have to ask ourselves, are we really running around? Are we going in the right direction? I mean, there's a lot of things and you can't even ask yourself those questions as you're running around. You know, so I don't know exactly what it was, Melissa. Maybe it'll come out of this podcast or maybe it's the things that we're talking about. But I know, Stephanie, you also brought this up, like you're feeling like your calendar's not yours. Yeah, that as Melissa's talking, I'm like nodding my head. Oh my gosh, that was so real to me. And I, I had to start putting in those time blocks. But even that, I don't know why we make it okay to move those things. I, it's like what you're saying, those time blocks for us. And we're not, and like Steve said, it could be five minutes, it could be 15 minutes, even if it's 30 minutes, even if it's an hour, but like what does reserving that space for yourself every day 
Like, what does that add to the rest of the hours in the day? It's so much that that time has to be non-negotiable. But I remember any little sliver of opening I had in my calendar, somebody would find a way to squeeze in there and get time. So if I didn't block lunch, if I didn't block time to meditate or just, you know, review my day at the end of my day and plan for the next day, then it would get booked over. And then it was bad where I was feeling so much pressure to be there and to serve others that if I was on the phone or on a meeting with someone and they'd say, oh, well, let's follow this up tomorrow at this time. And if that space wasn't for a client, if it was for me, I would overwrite it, you know, and I was like, why am I doing this? And once I made that like a hard and fast, no, non-negotiable, this is my time, it changed everything for me because you do when you're not it's funny. I was just thinking like in my new watch that I have, it has a setting. It's like a Garmin. Very cool. And it tracks all the things, but it has a body battery in it. And so it literally like will t- I, like it will tell you when you're so depleted, it shows like stress levels and like how that actually affects your body battery and like what, you know, sort of where you're at and like how much you've drained yourself since you woke up. And it's like now it's a lot better (laughs) than it used to be. But there were days where it was like single digits by the end of the day because I've just given it all away. And then how can I help anybody? And that's when mistakes happen, stress happens. To your point, Steve, it was like your patience is short. And so if somebody needed something at the end of the day, it was like, oh my God, I can't give one more thing. Like I can't, I can't, I have nothing left to give. And it's not a good way to be like you have to change that if you really want to help anybody, your your cause, your mission, your community. If you want to really be there for anybody else, you have to fill up your own cup first. And it can be really easy to get off track. I know there's been times over the last month where I have let outside circumstances run me. And I when you were talking, Steve, about like you make a mistake or something slows you down. It's energy that goes out. Like this weekend, I was trying so hard to get so much done in my house because I'm so anxious to just feel like it's my home, right? And to have boxes unpacked or whatever that I ended up breaking something. I broke something. And then I had to like go to Home Depot, get the new thing, install the new thing. And like, as soon as you break the thing, you're like, oh my God, it's so defeating. I think that probably ticked off, I don't know how many points for my body battery, because I'm like, I knew the amount of effort then I was going to have to go put into fixing this thing and how that was going to derail me from all the other things I wanted to do. So, and I know you've talked about that before. It's like, if you're going so fast that it causes you to make mistakes or whatever, then how much time are you going to spend fixing that thing when you could have just spent a little bit more time doing the thing right and not had that whole situation. So yeah, I think there's so much in this conversation and it's such a good reminder to even just take pauses throughout the day and meditate, like take the five minutes and reset. I mean, oh my God. <laughs> and and it doesn't have to be a meditation, it can be a walk. You could just yeah, walk yeah. for those that have never meditated, like just go for a walk around the block. Or if you if, if it's too hot to go outside or too cold to go outside, just like literally jump up and down. I mean, it, it sounds silly, but it re-energizes the body in that way. And, you know, like just talking about breaking something, I just wanted to add to that is that, you know, sometimes if I'm 
I bump my toe, or if you've ever been eating quickly and you bite your lip, or even lately now that I have this big beard, I'll be combing my beard and I'll catch my ear in the comb. And, and then I'm like, okay, slow down, Steve. Like, slow down. Like, what are you doing? Like, if it hurts a little bit, it's like how we always talk about the tap, tap, and slap. You know, you'll get tapped and tapped and slapped. So, like, sometimes if I bump into something, bump my toe, bump my body, or if I, you know, I like if you bite your lip, any of those things, now I'm like, whoa. You know, before I would railroad through, I'd be like, oh, darn it, I bit my lip. Oh, darn it, I scratched my ear with my comb. Oh, darn it, I did this. You know, it's because I was going too fast and I would just keep going fast. Now it's like, slow down. And I will tell you, it sounds ridiculous, right? For anybody that's busy, when I heard that proverb, the Chinese proverb, go slow to go fast, I thought that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, like as a really fast paced uh, American business person, like that's we're like, you call that that but the reality now that i've tried it everything we're talking about and you all anyone listening just try this out and notice the difference in your life and you can always go back we all know how to work more hours i mean that's what i always say people always say work hard you're gonna have everything you want if you work hard well that's the easy direct easy answer we can all put in more hours but is it the right answer and that's up to you right that depends on your energy level like your your body battery as stephanie's bringing up like you you know, what, what can you handle? And if for everyone, it's different. Some people can work more because they're taking, most likely they're taking care of themselves. And if they don't continue to take care of themselves, then that energy will go down. And ultimately, so to cap this off here for this thought, when you take more breaks, when you take care of yourself, then ultimately you will have more energy. And then when you go to do the good work that you're meant to do on this planet, you will get it done faster better. This is what I not I I believe this so strongly because I've done it. I've been the guy that works 24 hours. I've done for a film festival I edited for 3 days straight. Oh my gosh, and it was horrible. I think I brought it up on our last podcast. You know, I even got in a big fight with a family member after that because I was like not in my right mind. It, it was like being on drugs. You're so sleep deprived. You are not yourself. And then you're making decisions or having family members expecting you to show up and be you. And you're like, I I'm worthless. <laughs> like, I have nothing left. I, you know, I should have just said, Hey, look, I didn't sleep for three days. Leave me alone. Like, but I didn't, you get in an argument and then you feel like crap about it later. You know, it's like dumb, dumb, dumb stuff. And, you know, and I look back now, if I would have gave myself permission to sleep, like four to six hours or just any amount i probably would have made a better edit because i do know we did get accepted into the film festival because we're trying to but i ended up re-editing i call and make sure i was like can i resubmit because i don't want to air this at the festival and i had to re-edit because i was like making edits like in ridiculous you know mind <laughs> so. so let's pause real quick and take a break and we'll be right back I just want to have an expression of gratitude right now for Pro Audio Voices. They're the ones that uh, produce my podcast and Becky and her team are amazing. And for those of you that know me, I'm all about WOW clients, WOW partners, and Pro Audio Voices is a WOW partner for me. And if you want to learn more, you can go to ProAudioVoices.com and you can learn about them. They also do audiobooks, and they're just amazing people. Thank you, Becky. 
Well, I think we're talking about a lot of extremes here too, and there's a lot of extreme cases, but also it can be small. Like even like to your point now, you know, now that we sort of know both sides of the coin, like here's how it was so extreme. And then when we slow way down, here's the amazing results we've got because we can get more done. It's more enjoyable. We're more productive. We're more creative. We're just more on because our energy is better. But like even to sacrifice a little bit, it does affect things a little bit. And then that sort of stacks up. So I feel like, you know, maybe what are some ways I know meditation and we're talking about breaks and all the different ways to do it. But some people might not be having such an extreme situation. But then what are like the little ways we can make sure that we're putting our mindfulness first so that we can even just like even if we're elevating our results a little bit, that compounds over time, right? Not really sure how I'm trying to say that, but I'm just thinking like we're going to one extreme, but okay, also, how do we just- Well, yeah, and I guess on the smarter, on on another, not smarter, but on another physician. So if you, but yes, so taking micro breaks, all those things are going to build efficiency. And I think, you know, when you're starting to get depleted, well, I guess, I guess maybe I didn't know, you know, in some of those extreme fashions. So then when I started being more mindful, I noticed when I was depleted- but then also like little things, like you want to talk about little things, but they end up becoming big is like, what did you have for lunch? If you go eat like a whole big basket of fries and a, a hamburger and all that, and, and I'm not saying that you, that's wrong to ever eat that, but if you go have this huge heavy lunch or like pasta, I'm Italian, I love, you have a, you have a big old uh, piece or two helpings of lasagna, you know, then where's your energy level going to be, right? Like what what's going to happen? So being mindful of our energy of what we put in it and also just the endorphins of moving. So, you know, if you are going to have that lunch and, you know, there are times I want that piece of lasagna, so I'm going to have it, then I'm going to go for a walk before I go back to work. You know, like, you know, do do those, do some movement. So you just, I think, I don't know, the best way to describe it, Stephanie, to the point you're bringing up, but other than try it, I think, you know, just, you know, allow yourself. I have found, I can, I can tell you with full belief inside my, inside myself, the more breaks I take, the, you know, and I'm talking about micro breaks, you know, then the, the more efficient I am. So, you know, if you, there, most of the time, any of us, I think the average human, and there's statistics on this, you know, they, our brain cycles in like 45 and 90 minute cycles, and it varies by you. But like most people, like we shouldn't go past 90 minutes. So if like every hour or every 90 minutes you take, you know, a small break, you're going to come back refreshed and and do it. And if you can put certain tasks like, oh, this is a 90 minute task. This is a 45 minute task. Okay. I can get that task done. So if you can start to compartmentalize those things and give yourself a reset between, so almost like a pause between, then you're going to, you're going to fare better. You're going to be able to bring more wisdom to the table. Little tiny resets are huge. And I think the only way to really feel this is to try it, Stephanie. Like you just have to try it. So even if you feel like I'm doing great, Steve, like I don't need any of this garbage you're talking about, but you're listening this far into the podcast, then I would say, just give it a try. What do you really have to lose? You can just go back tomorrow to what you did 
you know, yesterday if you want, but, but just trying it. Is that, is that kind of where you're going, Stephanie? Yeah, I think so. And I think too, you know, to your point, like when you are working and you are being so productive and it is a little bit of a high almost, even though it might be exhausting, your body's feeling it and like you're sort of pushing past it. I just, I remember being in that like zone, like I was in my chair at 830. I had to take the kids to school. I probably would have been there sooner, but, and then it was like meetings and you're just going. And then it's like this drive to just accomplish, to complete, you know, projects to complete some task like to not leave things undone does sort of have at least for me there was like an I don't know like a rush behind it and so I was always that's what sort of propelled me I mean yes there was the feeling of like a responsibility and following through and all of that but there was something about getting things done that kept me going but to the point to and maybe it's like your body doesn't know then at the end of the day I would just crash so hard and then I would sleep whether it was good or not, and then I would wake up still tired and then get my coffee and then do it again. And it didn't feel like I, you could kind of feel inside where it was like, oh my God, this is so hard, but you don't really listen because maybe you are having some success, like you are having results. So it's not that you can't do it that way, but was I enjoying the process? No, <laughs> I was not happy with, you know, how I really felt inside. So I think I don't know. It's just the little adjustments, those little refinements that can really add up to make a big difference in just your overall like joy with what you're doing, like your your happiness in life. To kind of speak what you're just talking about, Stephanie, is like the our our minds and our bodies are amazing, right? Whatever you put it through, like it will go through it, right? And so if you're if you're just pushing, if you're always pushing your limits, like your body will just get used to it, right? It's like if you're if you live on a farm, if you're from the city and you go to a farm, you're gonna smell the farm. But if you start living there, like it just be kind of comes natural, right? You get used to it. And you're just like, that's ah, just the farm smell. I'm like, ah, smell the fresh farm smell, right? But like, and like that's your body. Like you just keep doing all this stuff. It just gets used to it. And then getting back to what you were you were saying and like those small little breaks. I think and what Steve was saying, it's like it's taking those those little pauses, however they, they might be. And it's just the noticing of it. And so many of our podcasts that we've talked about is all about just like the noticing of it. Cause then that really, for me is the, that small domino that will eventually get that huge domino to fall down. Right. It's just that little one. Have you ever seen that visualization of like, seriously, like a tiny little domino and there's like a little bit bigger one and a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. And until you get like a mattress sized domino and now they do that little one and it goes all the way and knocks that big mattress sized domino down, right? It's like, it's like that taking those little breaks is that little domino and just noticing like you wake up one day, man, I just do not feel great. And like, why is that? You start noticing throughout the day. Oh, okay. I'm depleting myself by taking care of others. And if you're a conscious CEO, or you're just a person who just cares about the people that you work with and that you're around, like you're going to do that because me knowing you, Stephanie, before you ever start being on this team or working with Steve, like I just knew who you were and like how you care about people and like you always give, 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 right? And then now hearing your story, I mean, I've heard your story before, but knowing your story, just you want to help all those people. It's like, yeah, you're always just letting that energy kind of go out instead of holding it, harnessing it, 
And which seems counterintuitive, right? You're like, I want to help people, but when we help ourselves first, then we can help more people kind of a thing, right? And it's counterintuitive. And I think so many people who care about other people and care about the cause, care about their business, care about the whatever it is that it is that they're working on, they do that because they, they want it to succeed and they want others around them to succeed. And then they let go of themselves almost, right? In, in service to others and their mission and all that other stuff. And I think it's, we have to pause and stop and like take notice and, and almost protect that energy, right? So that you have it and that's so you can give more. Earlier when we were talking, I think before we started the podcast, I, I saw a vision of, I think you were saying something, Stephanie, and I saw a vision of a glass cup being full. And you're like, I, and there's something like I, I I can't give any more or how do I, how do I give or something? I don't know. But the visualization I saw was like a glass full. And then it's just like getting another glass and kind of pouring a little bit in there so that you can get more into your own cup kind of a thing. And I was like, just seeing the other glasses. I don't know if this makes sense at all, but it just kind of came to mind, but it's like your cup is full. Maybe that's tasks and everything else or whatever, but then you just like pour a little bit into one cup. And then you get another cup or a little bit into, and like, it's a continuous process. Like your, your cup will continue to fill up. Right. And then you spread it out to further and further and, and whatnot. But anyway, I just kind of want to share that because that kind of, that just popped in my head before we had started the the podcast. Um, well, I guess that comes back to, there's always more to do. It's, it, you know, and you're coming kind of full circle to what Melissa was saying is that we'll cancel on ourselves. Because other people are more important in our mind, uh, you know, we want, we want, and, and people are important and there are people that are important in our life. And so it's undeniable to say that in our cause is important and our, the endeavors that we're doing, those are important. Yet if we continually sacrifice ourselves, there will be a cost. There's only so much of us. And to your point, Giovanni, on the energy level, you take care of yourself then your glass will keep filling up and you will be able to give more then it's like unlimited how many glasses you can pour water in because you took care of yourself first that's why when you're on the airline i know it's cliche to bring it up because we all anybody that's ever flown on a commercial airline they tell you put the air mask on you first because if you're passed out you're the one that's gonna need help you know, you might help three people, four people put their mask on and then you don't have one on and you, and if there's no air, you're going to be on the ground. So this happens on a daily life, even, you know, hopefully we never see that happen on a plane. I hope you, you never do and you never have. And if, but in our life, we let that happen. We let ourselves get, I know I have, I'm, I'm hundred percent done it. I've let myself go to full, to, to crash. Like I said, right? Like fell over. And I know Stephanie, you're saying like, that's a good point. These are extremes. I think why it's easy to go to extremes is because it's kind of like getting a new radio. You, you see what it sounds like low, you see how far it can turn up, you know, and then, then, you know, okay, all that, that's, you know, it's the Goldilocks story, right? That's too cold. This is too hot. This is just right. We're trying to find that, that space. And I think when it comes to other people, we violate that. We'll let it go all the way. And we stretch ourselves. And what we're saying today is there's a cost for that. So if you want to live a long, good life, then take care of what you have because this is the one, this is your body. This is what you get. And then, and then I'll go further. 
you're actually going to, you're going to have more power. You're going to have, you know, like all the clients that I've worked with over the years. And then even including my own experience, when they start doing this, and you know, we're all talking about the mindfulness and Giovanni, you brought it up again too. I think all four of us brought up the awareness. The awareness comes from the meditation. And, and if you don't want to meditate yet, then just go for a walk. You know, even a, a guy in Australia that taught meditation, he said, well, fine. If you don't want to meditate, then take longer showers, go for a walk, like give yourself space and then you'll be more aware. And then you'll do things with more energy and you'll get better results. And then, then the off the wheel keeps going. I was listening to the science of enlightenment and this guy was he was talking about like when he was at some like Japanese Buddhist temple learning from them. And like the first thing they gave him was like the task of raking those rocks, like, a, like the Zen garden thing. Yeah. And like after a while, he was just like, it's like, I don't, I like frustrated. He's like, I don't get this. Like this, how's this teaching me how to meditate? And like, you learn all this stuff. And, and then the, like the monk or something like that said, the, the task is the meditation. Is like when you can just be present in what you're actually just doing, like if you're raking rocks or to bring it into most people's life, washing dishes or something like that. Just like laundry is like just focusing on that task. You're not thinking of the future. You're not thinking of past things. You're just, you're like in that moment, like whatever's involved in that. So if we're washing dishes, it's, you know, the soap, it's the feeling of the water, it's the feeling of the plate or whatever it is the sounds that are around you like it's just like focusing on those things it's like that's the meditation like that's just being in the moment and that kind of brings you back kind of get back to the, the energy part of it right like i think our minds are in so many different directions right throughout the day we are not really focusing on one thing and our minds aren't really meant to to do that right they can kind kind of do it quote unquote but it's really meant to focus on one like one thing when we try to do too many or focus on too many things, that's like, that's when the body battery like really starts to deplete, right? And then you You're break kind of the dish. And then and you, you break, break the, dish. the dish in the sink, <laughs> right? Oh, son of a, yeah, I was trying to do this thing. You know, it, it, you know, it reminds me, this is where gratitude comes into my life because you're like too busy to do the dishes or that. But then if you bring yourself, oh, I'm so thankful for this meal that I just ate. And I'm washing that food or the residue off that plate. I'm thankful for this plate. I'm thankful for the table I just sat at. I'm thankful this water comes out of a tap. Like, oh my God, I can just turn this thing on and water comes up. I mean, I've seen pictures and I've been in some places where you don't have water. Like, I mean, you know, I haven't lived with that, but I, I've, I've, you know, met people and I've been in certain places where the history shows where you're like carrying buckets from the river. I mean, then, then all of a sudden you realize how good you have it and it really does help. I mean, you think, okay, well, what's the purpose of that? You know, like the gratitude will give you, that's why we say choose gratitude, create freedom. In that, my freedom comes from being grateful for, for that. I saw something pop in the chat here. Someone want to chime in on that? No, I was just making your analogy of, of being grateful for water and you were saying how Sometimes, you know, you don't have water or I was just saying it can be brown like it is in Michigan where you can't drink it. So it doesn't even have to be far away for you to appreciate the fact that we need clean water. <laughs> you know, we need 
all of these things and we can just appreciate even the smallest things that sometimes we overlook. Yeah. And that's kind of like a meditation going back to what you want to say. And then, then everything in our life is, is in a way that type of, you can create Zen out of that. So here we are talking about meditate or go for a walk, but you could go do the dishes and then you're doing something productive, but you're getting away from now. I'm not recommending to always do that. We're not saying, Oh, go meditate. That means go work, go uh, clean your house. Yes, it can be. And when you're devoting that love and attention to that thing, but also giving yourself space to sit in addition to that, you know, or to walk and then watch how your thought process changes. Watch how, the, go, again, we're all coming back to that self-aware. Then, you know, like, you know, Stephanie brought up, she has a, a device. She has a, a watch that tells her, but then you can also uh, do that with your own internal connection if you pay attention. I think the energy thing too, and I noticed that I've started to do that. And sometimes I remember to have the gratitude piece, but that's a good reminder. So thank you. But sometimes I just need to physically speak out like what I'm doing in the moment, especially if you do have a lot on your mind. I know something that can consume energy besides just back-to-back meetings or, you know, too much on your plate or exerting physical energy is just the mental energy of being in one moment and not only thinking about that moment, but thinking about the next 10 moments. And that's something I'm super guilty of. And that is a surefire way to suck up your energy. I know, right? Like I think we, a lot of us do that. There's that, I don't know if it's a meme or something online that talks about the female brain and how it's like looking at a browser with like 250 tabs open, right? Because we're always, there's so much, the, the mental load, like there's so much happening at this at one time. And so I noticed, and I think Steve, you've talked about that too, the autopilot that we get on sometimes. Sometimes you get in your car and then you arrive home and you're like, I don't even remember the trip because your mind is somewhere else. So now I even, if I'm walking in the morning or if I'm driving somewhere, I'll say to myself, hey, I'm in my car, I'm driving, here's where I'm going. Like, And just really trying to be in that moment, it provides so much more of like a Zen experience for me where... I'm not like stressed out when I arrive somewhere because I'm like, oh my God, I just thought, tried to problem solve all the things in my life when I was doing something else. So I think that can happen too if you're not just present in that moment or if you're maybe focusing on a task that's not occurring, but it is in those moments in between where we're using energy, whether we know it or not, just trying to think about all the stuff in our lives. So to bring it back to what you're doing in the moment, I think is maybe another little tip that we could have well and i think and 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 i'd love thank you for all these thoughts for all and as we come towards the end of this this episode i think why are we sharing all this well one just to notice our energy level but let's get to a tactical thing that you could take away right now we try these out because i think the best way to know if it works for you or not is to try it out and notice how you show up to a phone call like if you just finish a task and then you have a meeting coming up and you take three, four or five minutes to walk around the office or go for a walk around the block or uh, you sit and breathe, just like do 10 deep breaths or like, you know, just one example is like box breathing 
you breathe in for a certain amount of time, you hold your breath for that same amount of time, you breathe out for that same amount of time, and then you hold with no breath for that same amount of time, then you breathe in again. So they call it box breathing because you're doing the same amount of time. But just do that for, you know, like five seconds in and hold and five seconds out and then hold and then five and, or, or however long you can do with your capacity and do that 10 times. And then notice how you show up for the next agenda item. Notice how you show up for the next phone call. Notice how you show up for your next activity and see if y- your energy is higher. And I would, I, I, you know, I would probably say that it is, you know, you were, and I've done it myself and, and, uh, you know, we've had many other people, you know, I've had CEOs tell me that we've worked with and they say, wow, Steve, I'm making better decisions. We're making more money. The company is succeeding more. We're, we've we've surpassed our goals that we set for the quarter, like things like that. Because you have more wisdom. You know, you have more battery. You have more energy, and when you have more energy, you can get things more done. And also, when you have more energy, you have more clarity. And when you have more clarity, then you have more awareness. All of these things. So it's a big circle. Does anyone have anything to add, like from a tactical standpoint, like as a closing thought, like how we talked about all these different things you could try out, but how did it either, either one or two things, how did it affect you or, or your biggest suggestion or both? Well, I was hoping that you would hit on some of the things that I didn't, I don't, you know, I'm not sure I really paid close enough attention to. And when I was working in corporate, you know, when you got to a certain level then you got a plant in your office. And I was like, oh, that's interesting, right? And then when I was hanging out with you and you were talking about bringing oxygen into the room so that you have more energy, so you always bring all the plants in. Yes. It just made me think about, you know, things that you can create more energy. He's showing us a plant. This Right is now, yeah. Plant. And there's two more over there. Yeah. <laughs> And then also then you can get uh, crystals too. Like this is rose quartz, which is a slower frequency. And I started bringing these into my events. It started with multi-day events. I would notice after a multi-day training, I had low energy. And then one of my mentors said, do you have any plants or crystals in, in the room? And I said, no. What do you mean? And I said, well, plants I get. What do you mean crystals? Like, you mean like rocks? <laughs> like I, I had no awareness. <laughs> He's like, like, what, you want me to bring some dirt in from outside? I was laughing. And he's like, listen, everything has a frequency and certain crystals have different frequency. And as it's already, it's pretty known rose quartz specifically, and there are others, but rose quartz is a relaxing agent. It likes, is a slower vibration. Um, and so it does change the, the mood of the, of the room. And they, there's a place in Australia that I've gotten to visit a couple times called Byron Bay. And they say that it's like built on rose quartz. And like when you get there, you automatically slow down. It's like it's a beach town and you, you just can't help but slow down and feel that vibration. So these things have been measured and you can look at statistics. But yeah, having uh, and you can get uh, if you go into a shop that uh that and and look at the plants and if you have someone that is knows what they're doing you can ask and say which plants give off the most and oxygen there are certain ones that give more oxygen than others and in indoor plants right and so then you can have that and bring that life in you know and another one that's simple that we didn't talk about much is water 
you know, spring water with minerals, a good spring water, make sure it's a clean source is going to lift you up as well. A lot of people don't know that in order to receive vitamins, so we take all these vitamins, people take vitamins all the time, but if you don't have enough minerals in your body, then your your level of absorption of vitamins goes down. So even if you're eating good food, if you're not taking vitamins, but you're eating all these good foods and you're eating as healthy as you can, but you don't have enough minerals, then you're not going to have some mineral water is very important. So if you drink purified water, you know, that's everything's removed, right? There's sometimes I've seen people that test water and they're bragging that there's no particles or there are very few particles, right? You just have, uh, if you just drink pure H2O, you are, you're, you're not, you're not going to do as well. Uh, The reason that, you know, you drink mineral water is exactly that for the minerals. So, so those things, and I do notice that if I notice low energy, I'm like, and that's why you'll see if I have have a canteen of water with me, like all, all the time, I bring it around all the time and it's changed my life when you are not hydrated. And most of us are not hydrated. I, I it's just, we are dehydrated people. Most people they're not drinking enough water, and then and then they're, and then your energy's low. And so in the morning I drink a whole one of these. This is like depending on the canteen. I think this one might be like twenty two ounces or something. I'll I'll drink almost all this. I mean probably eighteen to twenty ounces of water, like pretty much right when I wake up. And then my need, like when I was younger, to reach for caffeine and things like that to help me wake up has gone away. Because you really feel sluggish because you're dehydrated. So the first thing, when you have low energy, go drink water and then add that walk or that mindfulness in, you know, like if you're going to sit and breathe or, or go for a walk, sit on a park bench for like five minutes and then walk back, you know? So like if you have 10 minutes, five minute walk, five minutes sitting on a bench somewhere, looking at a tree and like to Stephanie's point, like remind yourself, well, I look at that tree. I used to never look at birds. You know, uh, my wife, when I was dating her before we got married, she used to say, do you ever stop to smell the roses? And she was like, literally by this beautiful rose bush. And I, I was like, oh, I didn't even see that. I was, like, I was like, on to the next thing. And, you know, now I'm like, oh, what kind of bird is that? I used to like, you know, think that it was funny that people would watch birds. I'm like, what are they doing? You know, but just that pause, whatever, however ridiculous it feels to you. It's, it's not, you know, and so whatever you're attracted to, whether it's listening to a song or, you know, now I go take my family to go see a play or to go see a musician, all those breaks to get yourself into a different vibration and then come back to the things you're going to do are going to change, change your life. So anyway, I know we went a little longer on that, but hopefully that was what you were asking for, Melissa. Thank you. Definitely made a difference for me, especially as I am on my journey of being more socially conscious in so many different ways. There are so many ways to be more socially conscious. And, you know, any little thing I think can make a huge ripple effect. Yeah. And because on that, on the socially conscious, we're judging, you know, someone cuts you off on the road and you get pissed off at them. But the reality is we have no idea what they're going through and they're probably dehydrated. (laughs) It's probably true. They don't have a rose quartz in their car. And don't put this on your back window. It'll hit you in the back of the head when you're in the car. No, yeah, no rose quartz in the window. You, but all joking aside, if we all took a little bit better care of ourselves, I'll bet you there'd be a lot less disputes. There'd be a lot less fighting. 
a lot of it comes from our own delusion because we're just low battery mode and and then you you just force your way through i appreciate you all like having these conversations and you know sometimes we might feel eclectic we're talking about all these different things these are real things that we've all tried and we've all had a result i don't think we would be spending the time putting the love behind this if we didn't believe in what we're saying and i know it might feel strange like like how me like it's like what bring rocks into your workshop like i mean i said that yeah like and you know i didn't even know the difference between different crystals and you start learning new things and they actually start making a difference in your life so we share this with so much love so that you can have a better life and maybe if you just pause for an extra five minutes today maybe you'll be at the supermarket with a smile instead of you know being a little grumpy and trying to get your dinner so you can go home and go to bed you know maybe you're going to meet someone today because you have a little bit more energy left and then you say hello you know and that's someone that matters in your life how many people matter that we might have walked right by or even in our own house how many times have we been home with the people we love the most and pass out on the couch we have no energy left to give I want to close with one story for me. And if any of you want to add, I, I was with a speaker and one time he brought his daughter to see him speak. And he said, this is going to be, I'm going to give my best performance ever. And my daughter's here to see. He walks out of the stage, gives one of his best speeches ever. Standing applause, standing ovation. It's amazing. He's like, did the best he'd ever done. So excited. Everyone wants to talk to him after get through all that. His daughter waits patiently. They get back in the car to go back to the airport. And his daughter said, dad, that was wonderful. You're really good at this. It was amazing. I, I just have one question. And he's like, what's that? How come you never have that kind of energy at home? That hit hard. That hits me right now. It's how are we showing up to people that matter most in our life? And if you give all your energy to one thing, better be sure that it's the most important thing. So we care about you. And I hope that just a few of these ideas can make a little impact on your life as it has for me. And I appreciate you, Melissa, and Stephanie, and Giovanni for being a part of this journey with me. And I love you all. And I love everyone listening. And thank you so much being a part of this and if this has made an impact in any way please share it helps reinforce it for others if you go get a crystal and you can say hey i got a rock in my house too and it helped me <laughs> you can share that we like to hear that please put a review it helps other people listen it just you're not just helping our podcast get more views or listens you're helping other people change their life so please do share this with others and then let us know what you like and what you'd like to hear more of so that we can make that happen. Thank you all. Until next time, choose gratitude, create freedom. Love you all. Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenopleton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. 
And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenoplaton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenoplaton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.